What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the second episode for the week, episode 277B of For the Love of Cinema, where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This is going to be a discussion on memory with you for that discussion, just Grayson and Roger. For the episode of The Bad Guys, including the whole box office breakdown, what's streaming, trailer talk, check out episode 277A, posted on 510. All right, Roger, let's talk about another movie this week that... Honestly, I just want my time back from... I'll, I'll be honest about that. I wish I could erase this from my memory. memory. <laughs> hey Which, actually, in a movie called Memory, the the, the memory part didn't play a, like a, a major role in this. But yeah, did but when it that? did, it was really bad. Yeah, but point... I mean, that's my point, though. All right, let's take a look at... So here's interesting um, tomato score. You're going to... This is, a, this is a, a one for me that... So tomato meter of 30%. You want to guess the audience score? I saw it, but... Oh, 82. 82! What is? How did this movie get eighty two percent? Well, you want to know my honest opinion on that? Is these are the Liam people that love Liam doing Liam stuff, and they're like, "You can do no wrong." But I love Liam doing Liam stuff, and yeah. I did not like this. No, well, because it's bad. It, it, it's so listen. I'm not going to beat around the bush. This movie's not very good. This eighty two percent overall Rotten Tomatoes score. That's the audience score. Audience, audience sorry, audience. audience score, which means eighty two percent of the regular audience enjoyed this movie. Yeesh. But I don't see how. There's nothing. There's very few points enjoyable about it. <laughs> I'll be honest about that. But no, it's it's bad, bad. Let's get into it then. Let's get some particulars out of the way. All right. Of course, Liam Neeson as the character Alex Lewis. Guy Pierce as Vincent Sarah with a powerful mustache. He does a powerful Absolutely mustache. Absolutely strong as hell. He do, you, I I knew you'd love that. And a Taj Atwal as Linda Armistead. Uh, sorry, Amistead. Harold Torres as Hugo Marquez. Monica Bellucci is nice to see her again. Devonna Seelman. Ray Stevenson is Detective Danny Mora. I forgot Ray Stevens is such a big man. He's a big dude. He's a big dude. Stella Stalker as Maya. Antonio Jarmillo as Papa Leon. Directed, of course, by Martin Campbell, who's kind of a... And this movie was produced by The Open Road. It's the same It's the same Liam people that have been doing this for... Yeah, it's Liam's company, isn't it? It is. So, or maybe not his company, but he's very close with them if it isn't his company. So let's talk about this then. This is, so, I mean, let's, okay, well, just, Taken, 2008, huge success. Taken 2 and 3, not quite as big a success, but they're no, still, they're still Taken okay 2 is pretty big. Well, it was, because it came off the Taken, th- th- yep. Taken, but third one really wasn't, it was, kind of did some weird stuff, and they went in a different route with it. They killed Femke Jensen's character, I think they did, right? I think they did kill Femke Jensen's character. It just, but... Ever since then, Liam's been doing these smaller budget movies, kind of a different character piece somewhere that he's doing something good. He's smuggling. He's he, he's he's killing people. That's the important part. Is Liam is is very good at what he does. And then Would this you say he has very particular set skills. <laughs> good job, Roger. Hey. Good job, sir. Um, I that was better than everything in this movie. Thank you. And and I'm and I'm a I'm a big Liam Neeson fan. Huge Liam Neeson fan. And this movie just didn't click with me. And it's unfortunate because I liked The Marksman even though I scored it low. I have a good time with that one. I have a good time with the... What's the one with the Ice Road? It's called Ice Road. Ice Road. I, I, you know, it's... Him and Lawrence Fishburne, I enjoy. It's fun. What was the other one where he was the snowplow driver? Oh, they had the Don't Fear the Reaper song? Yeah, what movie? Because, like, that movie was good. I can't remember what that's called, but... I'll check it out. Okay, yeah. That, that was probably the last ones that, like, notable of the ones. 
But he does like one or two of these a year now where it's just low budget. And I mean, I'm sure they shoot these things in like. Well, listen, there's one thing the pandemic did not do to Liam Neeson. It did not stop him from making movies. <laughs> no, it did not. Dude, he is just churning these things out. I mean. Uh, legitimately, though. So we've been doing, me and you've been doing a show, what, three years now, give or Five take? Years. Well. 2017. Was that, was, is that when I started, though? That's when you started. Oh, wait, okay. Atomic Blonde, man. So, well, okay. So it's been that many years since we moved into the studio. This is like the eighth Liam Neeson movie we've talked about. Legit. He might be the, the actor we've talked about the most on this show. Besides actually. Marvel people. Yeah, well, being, it's probably, yeah, probably Liam. Liam Neeson. Which has also been some other stuff outside of these as well. Yeah. So there's that. Um, so, I mean, which I think we missed. I mean, in a, in, in a weird way, could this be kind of a weird, unbearable weight of massive talent for Liam as well? Like these movies, couldn't they be considered his caricature piece? Yeah, probably. Uh, there was a time when, and we've already gotten Cold Pursuit is the one. I was oh, Cold, you're right, Cold Pursuit. And there was a time when I really kind of adored these Liam movies offshoots because I always, I always thought it would be really clever if his name was always Brian Mills in every single one of these movies. His name was always Brian Mills from the, from the, from of course Taken. I thought it would have been an interesting, like you know, your own Liam Neeson universe. <laughs> I mean, how cool would that have been to be in the Liam yeah, universe? It would be interesting. But, but it, it, they never went that route. I mean, I'm sure they considered it. They, how could you not with, with Marvel as huge as it was even at that time? How would you not consider it? But Liam Neeson is – he's no slouch. I mean, he's a good actor. He's, he's also a hulking mammoth of a man. He's so tall. He's huge. He's a very physical actor. At least he was. Okay. So let's run some things about Liam for a second. Yeah, okay, Liam. Since 2018 – are you ready for this? Go ahead. He has done The Commuter. Remember that? That was the taken train. on the subway. Yeah. Uh, he has done Widows. Remember that? The bank robbery one? He was the bad guy. He, he was, was the villain. He was the bad guy. That, that's a pretty good movie. Yeah. Cold Pursuit. Men in Black International. Uh, he's in Star Wars. We won't count that. Okay. 2020. Made in Italy. The weird love story oh, that's about just... the house. <laughs> we did. Okay. We talked about that. Uh, Honest Thief, which uh-huh. is something we mentioned. The Marksman, Ice Road, Blacklight, and Memory. Now, we skipped Blacklight. We didn't do Blacklight. We did not. We didn't do Blacklight. But just since 2018, that's one... Oh, sorry. He's also in Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Shortly, yeah. But, I mean, that counts. Yeah, technically it does. But one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, (laughs) eleven, twelve... This is the 13th Liam Neeson movie. That's 2018. Since 2018. And that's just... Four or five years ago now. Dude, that is incredible hustle. That, and look, that's not even saying, like, 2022 is not even over. <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, the, the dude gets paid, though. I'm sure he doesn't do these for nothing. I'm sure he collects a couple million dollars in all these movies. He's currently filming two movies right now, one called Retribution and one called Marlowe. So you can you can imagine the one called Retribution is more of this. Yeah. I don't know what the Marlowe is, but, I mean, I can. it's probably the same thing. It's probably very similar. But, I mean, these budgets can't be big. Like, these have to all be less than 40 or 30. So, I can't find a budget for memory. Probably because I don't want you to find it. No. Well, I mean, do you think it costs that much money? I would say 40 or less, 30 or less. It hasn't done any money either, so I don't understand why they keep churning these out if they don't make any money. It says 30 million. Yeah, that that sounds about right. That sounds about right. You assume Liam's Liam's eight? What? See, assuming he's eight. I'm sure he's at least five, if not maybe three to five. Or, I mean, he is back-end. Whatever, whatever his deal is, I'm sure he's doing quite well. 
but memory takes us to he he's Alex Lewis and he's he's a hired killer with a particular set of skills. Um, and he gets kind of caught up in a plot that he doesn't quite realize until it's we're already into it. It's a pretty dark it. plot too. So he's a he's a hitman, murder for hire, and he ends up ends up having to go after some people that are involved in a child sex trafficking thing. Um, pretty dark stuff actually. And to the point where like, eh, I'm okay if he kills these guys, you know, whatever. Well, but like there, there's a point in the movie where like they're painting him as the bad guy, mm-hmm. but he's killing these awful people that rape young women. So yeah. like, as far as I'm concerned, let Liam go, let well, let Alex go so do his thing. It's, it's it's that weird scenario where like the story we're being told is from the bad guys' perspective. Excuse me, one of the bad, bad guys' perspective. Perspectives. Yeah. Because listen, there are varying degrees of bad in this movie, where we have to basically root against the FBI a little bit. Who are actually just trying to stop people from well, getting murdered? Guy Pierce, he's trying to figure this out, and yeah. I got to give the movie credit. There's one point it could have gone very predictably, and it doesn't. Mm. So I got to give the some, movie a little bit of credit. Some stuff changes, and it, it's it's okay. Yeah, um, but you know he he is suffering from early onset dementia. He has Alzheimer's, and apparently it's in his family. Um, so he begins like his memory is degrading rapidly. Which, unfortunately, if you ever have dealt with this, like, throughout your life, at some points with dementia, like, it can take years and years, and at some people it's, like, over five or six months, and it's just, your cognitive ability just goes downhill. Um, which is fucking terrifying to me. But, in this movie, like, he starts forgetting bits and pieces, so much to the point where he's writing stuff, like, in a marker on his arm, so he doesn't forget it. Um, which is funny. That's the point, but um, that's that's really the kind of movie that we're getting here. The story, though, you know, we end up rooting for Liam, or excuse me, with Alex, Alex. to um, to kill these traffickers because you know they're shitbags, and no one cares if they die. I don't. No. <laughs> why would me. you? Why would you care? Like, listen, I hope this is a documentary. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I in real time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine with that. But I don't even think the thing that. When I'm watching this movie, the movie's called Memory, mm-hmm. but the memory really doesn't. It doesn't play a huge part until it does, and then it doesn't even. Then it doesn't even play a huge role. Well, you know what I mean? I'll tell you things that he doesn't forget how to do: kill people, kill people, and kill them well. You <laughs> yep. know? Murder in business is good, son. I love when he's trying to deal with that guy at the bar, and he just he slaps, slaps him, him and <laughs> slaps him. Hits him off his other hand and then smashes his face off the side of the I love that nobody was even like, whoa, man, what the hell? He's just like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that, that was... I, I mean, Cool. Well, but I mean, you, there's got to be a moment in this scene where like, okay, Liam, do your thing. We, we'll, 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 we'll let you do your whatever, you know, your slide-ins and your turn-ins and your slap-ins. And that's part of the Liam thing, though. He but, did do a lot of bone breaking in this movie, too. A lot of snapped wrists, broken forearms. You know, that's cool. That's what he does, though. That's what Brian Mills does. Snapping next dog. Snapping. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's but how? But this movie is so similar to the other ones. It's just like it's just like watching these movies anymore. It's just like watching romantic comedy. You're just interested in the shtick. What's the stick of this the particular movie? Yep. Yeah, like, this one. His memory's going bad, but he's also trying to you know get all these people before his Alzheimer's makes it so he can't. And it's which I, is not, actually semi original, at least. It is. You're right. It it is. But again, it wasn't. I was never moved. I was never. I was bored the entire time in this movie. Well, yeah, it's because when it's supposed to be interesting, it's not, and when it's not supposed to be interesting, it's fucking boring. 
um, which is really not where you want to be in an action movie. No. Um, but, like, they draw out scenes here. This movie's, what, an hour 45, give or take? Um, and it, it's probably long. Listen, this could have been a tight 90, man. And you it get the same story across. Um, but, like, there's these weird scenarios. Like, so, at one point in this movie, this is later on, and we'll circle back to the actual the plot of this, but I want to bring up one thing that, like, confused the hell out of me, right? There's this point where Liam takes a bullet, all right, after the yacht scene. Remember that? He, he takes a bullet. You know, and he goes and he's driving away and he basically pulls over and passes out, right? Cop, you know, sees his car running. You know, he's pulled over, passed out, and comes over and knocks on the windows, check if he's okay. Without even hesitation, just guns him down. Like, completely out of character, even if he didn't have his memory. And it was just like... What? Why? What well, happened here? Because they had to give a reason. Well, that, so it, that the PD it, was it's a plot device. It is, but massive. it's a bad one. Yeah, it, it just it's pure a pure plot, plot device. Pure inserted. I'm sure it was a pickup shot. I'm sure that someone watching that movie is like, wait a minute, why do the PD want this guy? Yeah, and they're like, oh well, so let's get this isolated. Let's shoot. Let's do a two day shoot where we just get this done, or one night shoot where we just get this done. But see, and it turns out they didn't even need that though no. because they were dirty anyway. Just like God bless. Come on now. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't help the story in any way. That's the thing. Is like it, it just felt out. Of, like it felt so misplaced to me. But him also getting shot in that scene you just talked about feels out of place. How too. about when he put the stuff on it and it just burned it? Was, oh, he caught a fire on his stomach. Yeah, that's yeah, that pretty cool. I mean, probably not for him. That probably sucked a lot. <laughs> I didn't. I bet you he remembered that. I did like the guy Pierce. You know what? Actually, just reminded me of, and it's funny because Guy Pierce is in his Memento. Writing stuff. Well, yeah, that's a good movie, though. Doesn't he write? Doesn't the guy in Memento write something? Write stuff down somewhere on his arm or something? Yeah, pretty sure. I think he does do that. Okay, that's what made me. But that's guy. That's guy Pierce, um, Nolan's first feature-length movie. Um, but that was it. I didn't actually mind Guy. I thought I was going to be really annoyed I said, by I Guy Pierce. I like Guy Pierce's whole team in this as well. Like his whole FBI team. Well, the boss is kind of a shitbag. Not kind of. Is, is a shitbag. Shit well, but the, but the the woman he was with. She was like gen- generic sidekick, and the other guy was like tough generic sidekick. Which you know there was no good. Well, <laughs> fine, but I mean, especially in the end when yeah, like yeah, yeah you know, cool. yeah, okay, I'll give you that. The ending was cool, especially when they're when she's like, and he realizes that he's just trying to give her an get an alibi, and then we see something play out that which is great. But also want to bring Monica Bellucci is. She is like this movie doesn't suck entirely because she is pretty good. She is always good in what she's in. If but, you remember the Matrix. But again though, what is her character? But like it doesn't make like okay, okay. So I guess you know, spoiling it a little bit. No, oh, you spoiled a lot. This movie's bad. They're not going to go see it because they haven't and next week it'll be gone. <laughs> so, so she so her son She's covering for her son, who is pretty much raping these young women. Yeah, he, he buys young women to have sex with them. And, and sexually assaults them, and it's, yeah. it's, she's just an easy so he's worst he gets his comeuppance, you're like, good. Get yours. I'm almost sad that they put a pillow over him, because like, I, I wanted to see it. I wanted to see it, you know. I'm wow. almost, you know. Jesus. I mean, <laughs> I don't sauce for that guy. He's terrible. It, it, it's weird to me that she covers for him. Yeah, I don't really understand it, but so my thing with this, why does she keep having the doctor, like, checking out her heart and stuff? Like, what's going on with that? Well, it's a very they don't strange... Ever, they don't ever talk about it. And it's not even like, hey, I got this... Because the doctor comes back into play a little bit later on, which is fine. Like, that part I have a problem with. But, like, there are multiple... Like, she's, a, she's a local real estate mogul, like, very rich. 
real estate mogul in the uh, South Texas El Paso. We're talking area. like billions of dollars, yeah. rich, yeah. Um, and you know they make jokes about at one point she's in her office, and the next time you see her, like the doctor's there, like giving her like an ultrasound of her like upper chest and heart area. And he's like, "You have a heart of a thirty-five-year-old," and blah blah blah. They don't say why he's there, what they're doing, and then he's there like a couple of days later doing something else. Like, you just have yeah. a doctor on standby to come, like, look at your heart? Well, I was waiting for, like, them two to have, like, a romantic tryst But they or don't. But they don't. So Turns what's the out, point? doctor is just a shitbag, too. <laughs> well, he knows about everything. Well, he doesn't. No, where he said that he was involved in that. Mm. He had also paid for services along that line, which is how he gets blackmailed. But it's just like, come on. This movie's just weird. It's a weird script to produce. I mean, if you want Liam to kill bad people, just... Why, okay, okay, let me ask, case in point, mm-hmm. you know, you and I have been talking about writing lately, why even, why even create this whole weird thing where he has Alzheimer's and he's killing people, just make that the movie, someone's hunting down these evil people, and the police in the beginning are like, well, we gotta stop murder, but he's doing us a favor. Yeah, but they're like, we don't really care, like, so. Go the, if, if you're gonna make this movie, go to Boondock Saints way, where in the end of the Boondock Saints, like, the Defoe care, the police start to help the Boondock Saints kill these awful people. Yep. Like, that would have been more interesting to me is the guy Pierce character forced to cover for Liam, but then, like, it's getting harder and harder to cover for him, and this whole thing's going to come down on their heads. Yeah, that's Wrath like, of Man. That's the more interesting... <laughs> well, yeah, okay, there you go. Wrath of Man. Which was which is an, an incredible an, movie. <laughs> infinitely better movie than this. Um, by the way, I also just watched The Gentleman this weekend. Good. Love The Gentleman. Good. Um, which, but when you watch a movie like The Gentleman, it makes this movie that much worse because this movie is way worse. Right. Um, there are some things that I guess I didn't have a problem with. I mean, I don't have a problem that he's killing scumbags. I just don't. Well, I, I did like where a certain file is and why he couldn't find it. Yeah. I guess if that, if the memory part comes into play, that's the way it sure. comes into play. I did. I think that was kind of clever, to be honest with you. I enjoyed him slapping up the lawyer in the bathroom. Oh, when he just it, yeah. throws him through a toilet and then I just laughed at him. Yeah, that was a toilet. Was obviously a prop toilet too. Like ceramic toilets don't just crumble Fall like that. Apart. Yeah, come on, it's man. It's made of peanut brittle. <laughs> um, there's, but I mean, look. Here's the thing. If you're going, like for instance, you and I probably went to this movie. I mean, we, we go to this movie because we go, we have to watch it. But also, like, yeah. we know what we're getting. True. Anyone well, I mean, after, movie, you know, the 13th Liam Neeson movie right. in four years. Yeah, I, I know what I'm getting. But it's... This movie should have been a hard 90, you know, 90 minutes, 20 minutes trailers. You're out less than two hours. You're out. Yep. You're back in your day. This should have... What this movie should have been. It's a little longer than that, actually, which I don't understand why. But um, if Monica Bellucci hadn't been in this movie... God save it. Because well, I mean, at least Guy Pierce wasn't terrible. Guy Pierce is a pretty good actor. You know, he, he does good work. Um, but there, there are very few redeeming qualities of this movie. Like, is there anything you really liked about it? I mean, I guess the gun scenes are okay. The fight, you know. But even they were kind of well, like him, him blowing up the guy in the parking garage. I was okay with that. Like, that's a cool scene. Well, the dude's a scumbag. Well, like, he's yeah, part of it. Sure, know? absolutely. You know, like, but it's just like the why? woman was regrettable. Yeah. You know, I also Flat, didn't. Under, I also didn't understand the, the whole him waking up in the middle of the night not knowing anything. Yeah, well, it's well same with, in the very beginning when he, when he murders someone and then he goes back in his car and can't remember where he put his keys. Like, well, okay, so, that was a weird way well, to show that. So I had a, I have an issue with that part actually, and I started to mention this before and never circled back to it. 
is so the very first person we see him kill we see him pull up his vehicle and he's prepping it for a quick getaway like doesn't put his keys in his pocket he puts the keys up in the sun visor you know leaves the door unlocked so he can just hop in and grab the stuff and go and, but then when he gets back to the car for the murder the keys aren't up there the keys are actually in his pocket but we saw him put them up there so it's not like he forgot. It's well, he forgot he, he took them. He didn't do it. Yeah. Right. That's the whole thing. But like again, it's a weird, it's a weird way to show that he's forgetting things. Also, I appreciated him, you know, killing somebody with some piano wire, and you know, that's, oh, that was that's not used yeah. up at, you know, underutilized weapon. Piano cool. wire. Yeah. yeah. Right, like, right in front of the dude's mother too. Yeah. Hey. On Mother's Day, I watched it on Mother's Day. So sure. <laughs> you talk shit, you get hit. Like those are the rules, bro. <laughs> you get hit. Um. Yeah, what's the thing with he some, fucked around and he found out? Racism. Snitches get stitches. Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, I felt bad kind of for his mother though. No one, no one should die in front of their mother. Come on now, yeah. except really bad people that do except people drugs that need or like throat slit with piano wire. Yeah, and, and that do like rape trafficking. Yeah, it's terrible, yeah. terrible. Yeah, no, I guess um, it's fine. To but this movie, I think, was unnecessarily dark as well. And how dumb are the police? I gotta. How dumb are the FBI? How dumb are the police? I'm not saying Liam's character was bad at covering his tracks. Okay. How dumb are Let they? Let me ask you a question. Sure. Something that maybe I maybe memory was too advanced for me. Like I didn't understand. So the one guy that gets killed, the the guy that has the flash drives. Okay, that he kills in the house with the safe and whatever. And we come back the next time we see him. Um, we see the wife. He's with uh, the FBI, like their little team director, and Guy Pierce is talking to him. But like, what's her deal? Like, is she flirting with him? Like, did they have a relationship before? Or like, what's going on with that? You remember what I'm talking about? Vaguely, and I don't. Yeah, and I, it's but like it, it didn't make any sense. And they're like, we just want the FBI. And the guy's like, the the local PD has to be involved. And like it did, it, the whole scenario just didn't make any sense to me. Well, I mean, I imagine there's they cut out several scenes too. Or you think there's a two hour and thirty five minute cut of memory? <laughs> Jesus mean, Christ! No, but I mean, I can imagine they cut out you know minutes here and there just to make it flow. I mean, just to make the runtime because they like we gotta get this. We gotta, also, we gotta get all our money up front because we're not getting the long run. So. I also think it's hilarious that the one wife, the trophy wife that they keep calling her, when she's swimming and Hugo comes up to talk to her to get her information, and she takes her top off and he's just like. That's cool. He's like, I'm, not, they, I'm not here for that. No, and then he just leaves. leaves. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah, no. I listen. I needed him to say something quitty like "nice cans" as he walked away. <laughs> that would have been the best part of this movie, and we don't get anything like nice that. Nice cans, but he. I mean, the, the point. That guy's a dedicated cop, though. Is what it comes down yeah. to. He's dedicated to justice too. That's the whole. But thing. also, why did he go there? But okay, let me ask you this: that when we when they're talking, I forget where they are. He might be in a car. Liam is outside the car. Talking about justice, he's telling the story, which Liam quickly figures out. Oh, he's in the hospital. Yeah, he's telling a story about justice about a a mother and boy who were run over and then just left for dead. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, like, did why bring that up if you don't somehow have a reference or come back to it or anything? Why even bring it up as mm. that's his motivator as a cop? Guy Pierce's character be like, "Damn it, I want justice to be found for these guys." Why even bring it up? But, like, it doesn't make any sense to me. But that's one of the better time. moments, though, of the movie. So I can understand why you'd keep it in. Well, you say it's a better moment because it is, but most of the movie's very bad, and that's just a movie that's not Well, it's a better moment. Be- it's a better moment because you have Guy Pierce and Liam Neeson acting on each other in a, sure. very, in a very, in a moment where Liam's character is in a hospital and Guy Pierce, like, it's, it's a better moment because it's set up to be a better moment. Um, I thought, 
One thing I did like, though, and I got kind of the vibe I got with, um, was the movie with Jamie Foxx and Christoph Waltz and... Django. Django Unchained. When, when Waltz's character dies in that movie... I'm done. Mm-hmm. Why? And there are still 45 minutes of yeah, killing Yeah, because that's left. just gunfights. But same with this movie. When Liam Neeson dies in a Liam Neeson movie... Sorry, spoilers. Hey, spoiler. <laughs> there are still like 15 minutes of movie left. Yeah. And I'm just done. Like, Liam Neeson's the only reason I'm watching this to begin with. And once he's out of the picture, why do I care anymore? Nah. Can, can you answer that for me? No. And that's breaking the fourth wall with but, the movie But again, here, but... though, this movie's not very good, so... It isn't. It was a bold move. I'll give him that. It was a bold choice, stylistically, to, to kill him the way that they did. Again, spoilers. But does I mean does it matter in the grand scheme of things? I don't think it tell. I don't think it helps the story at all. No, it probably doesn't. Honestly, I, there's a lot of question marks in this movie for me. Like, why was this done? Why was that done? Mainly, why was this made? I mean, I, I don't. That's a good question. But because let me ask you, if because we didn't watch Blacklight. It didn't do any. It did it was like number four week one, and the week two was gone. So Blacklight didn't make any money. The marketing was awful. At what point in this movie? At what point are you just like, all right, Liam, we're gonna restructure our, you know, you as our guy. We're gonna do one movie a year, and we're gonna put more resources in that one movie. Why? At what point do you just maybe, stop making these movies? Maybe he likes to work though. I mean, honestly. But he's not, getting his crew paid. But they're not making money box office. So where are they making their money is my question. Streaming, maybe? The film business is a business first. Unfortunately, it, no, it is a business I, first. I've been saying that for a long, long time. But you ain't got to say it to me. If you if your movies aren't making money, you can't make any more movies. But again, though, you know, maybe he's got a dedicated crew that he works with. You know, rotating team of directors. You know, and he's happy to get them paid where he goes in. And listen, this movie's all shot in the same location. You know, I'm sure it's like four lo- four yeah, tops. This is, is all the same area. You know, probably shot it in El Paso, Texas, which is fine. Um, gets his crew paid, gets himself a chunk of change. Everybody's happy. You move along. I, I wonder. I wonder if Liam at this age is like um, Clint Eastwood, where I mean, his crew they they they, they work like seven hours a day and they're done. Like yeah. they he's he he does two takes and moves on. Yep. I wonder if it's like that, where he's just like, we'll make it a quick $30 million movie. Well, and do you think this movie legitimately took much more than a month to shoot? Probably not. Probably Actually, less. It, I mean, it could have been less. Yeah, think about it. The entire production is six weeks, probably. No, I mean, you you had to... There's a lot of prep and a lot but of... But I mean, from the time that the people with the cameras arrived on set oh, to the right. time that they fucking maybe wrapped this six thing. Six weeks is... Maybe six. Yeah. But I can tell you from working in accounting, you need... I mean, accounting's going to be there eight weeks for well, prep. Well, that, that's a different story. And then five weeks after, or six weeks yeah. after, but... Yeah, but physical production couldn't have been longer than a week a month and a half yeah you know I mean I'm working on a Netflix horror movie right now and our I think I think we have like 41 shoot days or something I can't I probably I don't know if I can say that but um, too bad spoiler <laughs> point is I mean, you can shoot an entire movie in 40 days is my point Unless you have a movie like Phone Booth. They shot that in like two weeks. But. Seven minutes. <laughs> but I mean, it's all one location, so you just, you know. <laughs> I did it. Phone Booth was actually done in one take. <laughs> <laughs> Impressive. But, I mean, I, I, there's a lot of questions I have. Maybe I'm becoming less enfranchised with Liam movies, well, but. It's just, until, they're, until he makes a good one, I just assume that they're bad at this point. Because he's done so many bad ones in a row. I think Cold Pursuit might have been the last one I was like. Cold all Pursuit's right. a good movie. All right, and like Ice Road wasn't terrible. No, Ice Road was fun. Well, when you have to look at it as good 
or not terrible, and you're just like, it wasn't terrible, because it's not. I mean... But it's not good. No, it isn't. What's the motto of our show? I just hope it doesn't suck. Ice Road doesn't suck. It doesn't, but they're not... Out of those 13 movies you mentioned, there's not too many of those that... Two of them that fit above that line. My point. But let's let's move into rate this thing, then. Um, I'll go first. And, and this and this breaks my heart, because I love Liam Neeson. I, I'm always there for his movies. I watched Blacklight, even though he skipped it. I still went to the movies and watched How it. was it? It was not great. What would you have given it as a score? Maybe a three and a half or a four. So, wow, it's going to be worse, isn't it? Um, this, to me, and I'm, I'm sorry to say, this is a three for me. A three. Like, it bothers me to my core that Taken is a nine, and this is a three. But this is, like, 25 movies later. <laughs> but uh, there's not much redeeming quality here. You know, it's been 15, almost 15 years since Taken. 2008. Doesn't it make you feel old as shit? God, it does. That was October of 2008. I started not not too long before that too, so. Yep. You guys didn't start too long before that though either, did you? Mm. Like Marquee was open in two thousand eight or yeah. two thousand seven maybe. I don't, I don't remember. Two thousand eight. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it's just fifteen years since taken. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. Boy, perspective. But I mean, a three unfortunately is where it's and I I think I'm being half point generous. I really do. But I like I like Liam. I like Guy Pierce. I like Monica Bellucci. So I'm giving it that extra point to make it a three. But that's where it sits for me. It's a three. Uh, so you overshot the score of this movie? <laughs> by three points? Yeah, no, by like one. This movie's a two, That's man. fair. I mean, I get, I get, I get it's, that. It's pretty much bad from start to finish. It has very little redeeming qualities. I will never watch this movie again. I mean, ever. Probably. Which is a shame, because like I've watched Marksman again. I've watched The Commuter again. I've watched... I've watched Cold Pursuit a number of times, but I like Cold Pursuit. But the other side of it is, too, this movie's so bad, it's not even one of those movies that ends up on, like, that weird loop on TNT through the day. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's so bad, it won't even be there. No, there's, it's just, it's a shame. What a waste of $30 million. Yep. What an absolute waste of I could have had that money. Well, okay, but what would, you do, what would you have done with it? Made a better movie than this. Fair. I mean, it's not, it wouldn't be, wouldn't be I would have built a house. It's a hell of a Maybe house. get a food truck. Those are pretty profitable these days, yeah, man. Yeah, so you think about it. Boy, if you get in the right area, boy, you can make tons of money, too. So, yeah, those are... The most positive thing we talked about was a food truck. <laughs> I'm thinking about the a food imaginary truck. imaginary food truck. Dude, in Atlanta, I had some great food trucks. There was a... There I was mean, a, legitimately, they're mobile kitchens at this point, so... There was one that deep-fried hot dogs. Oh, my God. Hell, yeah. Like, the whole hot dog. The bun and, like, everything all in one unit. Hell, was, yeah, bro. It was the greatest day I've ever had. It was so good. I was like, today how the hell? The, today is the best, worst day of my life. <laughs> Someone's like, Grace, you gotta try one of these. Like, how the hell is this gonna be any good? Took a bite, like, this is amazing. Like, this is what it'll feel like to be a like guy. Like, you realize thing. you don't have to be having a birthday to buy a cake from Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> your life changed. Uh, I, don't, I don't have to conform to your societal norms. I'll just sit there and eat my cake. I'll eat my cake by myself, damn it. That's right. All right. It's been a very disappointing episode for memory, but, I mean, unfortunately, it's just... But if you don't want to be disappointed, check out our other episode of Bad Guys, which is very good. Very good, good movie. Opposite of memory, but... Very, very serviceable movie. Two two very different movies this week. Yeah. All right. This has been episode 277B of For the Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice. The following five. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two. Rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. Most importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter, at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. 
Always posting things there. Check us out on YouTube and send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're taking a look at Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Only one movie next week, but it's going to be a big one. Big one? Big one.